Welcome to A Social Disease, a podcast for recapping and relating to Degrassi The Next Class. I'm your host, Jesse Mack. And I'm Carly Jo Gear, also a host. This show is not for kids, as we have frank discussions about sex, drugs, and violence. Listener discretion advised. All right, what's up, everybody? Quarantine hey. party. <laughs> everybody having lots of hey. fun at home? Or I'm at not. work. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> loving life. We're all having a great time. <laughs> well, I've got a kitten now. I got her last week, so I'm having fun with her. Otherwise, I'm just playing Animal Crossing, so. <laughs> I mean, so it sounds like you're living your best quarantine life. I I guess. <laughs> I have a, a friend who lives alone, and so, you know, her and I have bonded over being alone, but she doesn't have a pet. And, like, I have to say that having a pet really helps Mm -hmm. the lack of seeing people um so she's been like frantically trying to um adopt a dog Mm -hmm. and it's been really difficult because people have just scooped up every fucking animal in the tri-state area like you know what i mean like now once everybody was home they were like oh i can take care of a dog i'm home you know (laughs) what i mean so um she like basically she'd find a dog on an app mm-hmm. and she'd be like look at this dog isn't it cute and yeah. then she would like think about it right. and then email and never hear anything and and basically we were all like girl you have to you cannot hesitate right so she'd been like refreshing the websites like every hour waiting for them to post and like the moment she just she just found a dog and uh immediately emailed and actually got a response so nice did the app and had a little interview and I think she's gonna meet the dog um this weekend so fingers crossed that she gets that dog because uh yeah having having a cat or a dog or a pet or something really helps when you have no human contact (laughs) yeah I mean we already have a cat but that cat is more Johnny's cat than my cat yeah she is all over him she like barely will sit on my lap but she's all over him. But like he also was the one that always fed her. Mm-hmm. Like he got in the morning and fed her. I don't know. There's like she just never took to me the way she took to him. But so we're like, all right, but this kitten is my kitten. <laughs> um, and so I'm the one feeding her every morning. And I'm the mm-hmm. one like, okay, I'm socializing you to me. Like he still plays with her. But like right. she's on my lap. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I feel you. I, yeah, and the like the not quite the same, but like uh, my friend Marianne, who y'all have met before, um, she has a cat named Scalabrini uh, after <laughs> the basketball player, um, <laughs> and she is just uh, a real terror of a cat. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like the kind of cat that people who don't like cats think that all cats are. Yeah. Um, but of course, you know she likes Marianne. Right. Um. But yeah, so her boyfriend's been staying with her during the quarantine and it's just so funny because, you know, we're Marco Poloing back and forth or whatever and anytime her boyfriend is anywhere near that cat, it's like, <laughs> you know, just flipping out. It's like, Aww. girl, he's been there for two months. You need to calm down. Right. <laughs> but alas, they're animals. You can't reason right. with them. Yeah, our cat, um, the first night we got the kitten, she was fine. And then we put, we set up a pen for the kitten so that like she could hang out but like be guarded because we know you got to like socialize cats. You don't want to just put them right next to each other. And we put her down in the pen and our cat just started growling and hissing and she just would not stop. Yeah. So we've been like really careful with socializing her. We haven't put her in the pen since, but like they seem to be getting used to each other with her on my lap in the living room and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So I think like tonight or tomorrow we're gonna try to put her in the pen again. Yeah, but it's been it's been a lot. So the kitten when she's not in on my lap in the living room or like running around the office with the door closed. Mm-hmm. If I'm in here, or Johnny's in here. She's in her in our guest bedroom, which is now her bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, thank you. And yeah, yeah. It's been it's been nice, and she's adorable, and she's like. She's in here right now playing, and she's so cute. So, Aww. so like um, you're gonna be halfway through the podcast, and I'm yeah. like, Jesse, Jesse, can you focus? And you're like, what? 
And It'll really only be when she starts batting at the wires of the microphone. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> right. We get half our podcast recorded and realize that your microphone hasn't been plugged in this whole time because <laughs> <laughs> she she pawed at it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, today we are at uh, an exciting point because we are <laughs> on a new season. Woohoo! All right. So today we are talking about season three, episode one, hashtag break the internet. <laughs> so um, I know that whenever I hear break the internet, I always think of um, that Kim Kardashian. Yeah, yeah I, I, that's the what, what started it, right? I yeah, think. I think so. I think that's the first time that was a hashtag. So just like to know where these things come from. So, you know, just like <laughs> just like a, a liquid naked suit. Well, actually, she was. I'm sorry, she was naked. She wasn't even. Wearing, okay, she her body looked liquid. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, her latest photos have been her in like weird liquid looking clothing. Oh, God. That I don't know if you've seen the memes like her trying to get on this skin tight, honestly pleather or something, mm-hmm. and uh, she's really squeezing in, and it's like you know everybody trying to put on their clothing after quarantine. <laughs> and, you know, accurate. It's fine. Right. Um. All right. So, anyways. We open this episode with Miles reading his very Love Actually-esque status <laughs> that he has posted on the Degrassi community page to Tristan, who has been in a coma from the bus crash all summer. We see a montage of how all the kids have fared in the crash and how they recovered over the summer. Broken limbs, pictured the most, and people visiting Tristan in the hospital. It's hopeful and and I think actually uplifting. Like mm. I, I found the opening. Like while it did remind me of the the beginning of Love Actually. I mean, I love yeah. that movie. <laughs> um, like I really wished it ended with Love Actually is all around. <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, I was like, that was a Canadian movie. No, it wasn't. That was a, a British movie. Right. Um, but yeah, I found that post to be uplifting. I didn't see anything wrong with it. Right. You know, um, but that's getting ahead of ourselves. Um, I just wanted to note that they were showing, you know, during this montage, showing different things of like people commenting on people's statuses Mm -hmm. about their recoveries and whatnot. And I don't know if you noticed, but when Jonah was shown with his broken leg and playing guitar, the little comment on the side that was like Jonah's, you know, Instagram handle or whatever, it said, this ain't a scene. It's a goddamn arms and legs race what <laughs> yeah yeah i know i'm always I pausing see and that. Being like, what does it say <laughs> what is it what's going on over here like where you know what i mean because you know that yeah i figured it was just bullshit and like you know not nonsense comments i, I had mean, no idea that's but that's the thing is that i'm always pausing it because i want to know if it is bullshit comments mm-hmm. and some of them were like you know some of them were just like you look good or what you know what i mean like yeah whatever but that one because and legs was in like is was in parentheses <laughs> and i was like yes because that's who he is um oh my god yeah, it's so funny because now that he's letting out his natural curls this season, because he mm. wasn't doing that last season, was he? I, I think he remember. had the slicked back hair. The slicked back still, yeah. So now he's doing his natural curls. And for, you know, those listeners who also watch Vanderpump Rules, he was, was giving gonna me... I was going to say. Right, yeah, right? What is... Uh, I just Brett. hit the table. That's Brett. I th- well, I think Brett is pulling a Jonah. I think that's... Well, I mean, cause technically we... <laughs> Everyone, yeah. everyone in America would have seen Jonah first. You know what I mean? Like everybody yeah. in America who clearly watches both Degrassi and Vanderpump Rules because, duh, why would you? Know, why wouldn't you? <laughs> Top ten TV on uh, ever. Um, but yeah, I can't believe Brett totally stole that. Yeah. Um, side note: It took me a really long time to be able to tell Brett and Max apart. Oh I have God. such a hard time with white dudes. Um, and they know. look very similar. Both the slick back hair. Both, yeah, both yeah. not really attractive, but right. Consider like getting all these chicks on the yeah. show, but like not I actually don't. that attractive. And they're in Hollywood, like they're extra. Right, like they're maybe like you know small town America hot, but right. LA hot. <laughs> oh yeah, I could imagine if I went to high school with them that they would have been the hottie hot hots, but mm-hmm. it's LA. You, y'all got options. But anyways. But yeah, they're racist fuck boys anyway, so fuck them. Exactly. <laughs> um all right, so anyways, after after Miles finishes reading this post, Miles tells Tristan that it's his 50th post since the bus crash. Okay, so I was thinking about this, and as I, you know, I've watched the whole episode, mm-hmm. and they say that he's been in a coma for 10 weeks. Right. 
So 50 posts yeah. in 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. Five a week? Yeah. I was like, that's really only like once a day. Right. I'm like, it's in my opinion, like he's like saying like, that's my 50th post as yeah. if it was like his 50th that day. And I'm like, that's not, I don't know. Yeah. One, <sighs> one once a day to give an update on the child in your graduating right. class that's in a coma. I don't know that that's like odd. It's not like an insane amount. Like it might be a little much, but uh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think about Facebook pages and stuff like that mm-hmm. of people who are going through treatments yeah. or recoveries or whatever. Like, they post all the time and yeah. I don't, you know, I don't see anything wrong with it or whatever. Um, I guess I'm just a, if you don't want to see it, just unfollow it, you know, type right. of person or whatever. Or Well, mute. apparently he's posting it to the Degrassi page. Like, not right. his that's personal what, yes. page. Right. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I, I'm back and forth with it, I guess. I'm like, I don't, I guess I don't, I, in my mind, I'm like, what's the big deal? I mean, I don't, I would be like, whatever, you know, but at the same time, maybe like posting 50 posts to his personal page is one thing versus posting them all to the Degrassi page. Yeah. Eh, I mean, either way, like, who's gonna, who's gonna yell at him for that? Esme. I Esme don't, is apparently, <laughs> right, yeah. Apparently everybody in Degrassi community school is like, what the fuck? We don't care about Tristan. <laughs> I don't even know him. He's kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, so after he finishes reading that, he asks Tristan to blink once if he loved it. Tristan's <laughs> finger twitches and Miles calls for a nurse, um, but very weakly in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He's like, Somebody come. He moved. Like you know what I mean? I was like, what is this acting moment? That was so pathetic. Yeah. Help. He moved. Like what okay. Yeah, you'd think he'd be freaking out. Right. This is and this is the twentieth century, homeboy. Get the fucking like where's the call button? Mm-hmm. You don't have to call for a nurse. <laughs> Hit the button. <laughs> but whatever. Whatever. Maybe he's never he's never experienced anybody in a hospital before, yeah. apparently. He doesn't know about call buttons. So now we're in the entranceway of Degrassi, and Zoe, the newly elected president, is decorating for the welcome Syrian refugee students. Okay, so Basically, my my thought process on this is like, why is she the president? I understand that she won a special election. Yeah. They said that. Mm-hmm. But like, she wasn't ever in the student council. She was like she Tristan's wasn't? weird. No, she was just weird Tristan's helper who was right. fucking there all the time. She was, remember she, because it was he, the people who ran were Tristan, Goldie, and Miles. Right. So, yeah, she was not in it. She just was constantly helping Tristan with shit. I mean, they probably just, like, chose different people to run, and then they picked her, I guess, like, maybe just because she was so in the mix. But mm-hmm. imagine how they picked Miles. Like, oh, Miles ran. Let's let's get him in here. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, but he was clearly very busy. Um, yes. But anyways, uh Zoe is clearly taking her presidential position very seriously. She has even learned some Arabic to make the new students feel more welcome. Grace jokes that she learned Arabic to pick up a new Syrian lady friend, <laughs> uh, giving us the impression that Zoe has finally accepted her sexuality. Goldie arrives, joking that Tristan would have wanted her to be president. <laughs> but would he though? Weird. Would he though? That's, like, that's a really uncomfortable. I joke know to me. Goldie is so uncomfortable this whole entire episode. <laughs> She's clearly hung up that she did not win right. president after she was already VP. Like, yeah, yeah. She's just constantly making these weird. Like, I mean, it should have been me. Uh, but it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it should have been me, but it's fine. Right. I don't know. That's just a really strange thing to say. You know, Tristan would have wanted me like what bitch would he have like zoe is his best friend so i don't know that that's accurate like okay whatever and zoe explains that she didn't even want to be president because she thought that tristan would be better by now her saying that she didn't even want to be president it just like kind of low-key reminds me of donald trump in that it really seemed like he didn't want to be president and was like Mm -hmm. shook that he won and was like oh fuck now i have to be president (laughs) so Yes. Am I calling Zoe the Donald Trump of Degrassi? Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, not really. She, she's significantly less racist. Yes. And she actually welcomes the refugees. She sure does. So no, she's definitely not. Um, But I just thought it was so funny that she was like literally 
literally like, well, Tristan was supposed to be better, so I was just going to be his placeholder. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually want to be president, which is just right. adding fuel to the fire of Goldie not getting president. Yeah. That like some bitch who didn't even want to be president <laughs> got it and is like, well, and didn't could could have given it to Goldie. Right. You know what I mean? Like if she why'd she even run? <laughs> right. She didn't want to right like she was like no but Tristan's supposed to be better I was gonna hand it back to him and I said well then fucking hand it to Goldie then chomping at the goddamn bit sucking at the presidential teat of (laughs) wanting to be there Jesus but my question is it's a new school year right yes so they just kept the president from last year instead of holding a brand new election right it seemed odd like as if it seemed like she took over mm-hmm. the year prior yeah. right because that's what was implied that they like did a special that's why she, they did call it a special election mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know oh, all right i don't know <laughs> it, or or it's possible that she special election got voted as president and then still didn't want to do it but tristan still wasn't better and she yeah. was like well i better run again in the no it's, <laughs> it's the first day there's no way they clearly i'm just yeah that's also odd, but they are clearly just keeping it because they right. should have had another election. Yeah. Maybe so. they'll have one like in a couple weeks or something and get a new one. Who knows? <laughs> that we never see. I, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. And I just I just made the comment that like we already know that like the Degrassi school president is basically the principal. Mm-hmm. So this is actually quite a bit of um, <laughs> quite a bit of uh, responsibility for yeah. Zoe because yeah. you're not just planning the school dances. You are, you know disciplining students and <laughs> making real life choices so right. i don't know then grace starts to say that tristan can help zoe learn how to pick up same-sex partners but quickly realizes that not everyone might know that she's gay so she buttons her lip grace is a real fucking doozy in this episode yes, like she, she should know stop. better <laughs> she will not stop she's about to like shout from the fucking rooftops that zoe's gay and it's like girl can you stop outing your friend right. like she can she'll come out when she's ready but anyway she's really reminding me of tristan anyways because he yeah. was always trying to out her um grace then realizes that if zoe hasn't told goldie she probably hasn't told her mom either zoe stresses that she didn't want to disappoint her mom after she just got engaged and was so happy that zoe won the election she'll tell her when she goes away to college <laughs> great plan right I don't know how, what what grade are they in? Are they seniors this year? Mm, I think they I are. I guess they must be, yeah. Because I think they graduate at the end of mm-hmm. the fourth season, which the fourth season is the second half of the school year. The Shea crew is in 11th grade, so right. yeah. So they must be. I mean, it's it's understandable to wait till college like i think a lot of a lot of gay people wait till they're out of their parents houses to tell their parents if they like don't think they're going to be supportive right exactly like i don't I, yeah it's it's not necessarily unreasonable but it's just funny because everybody everybody at degrassi is like what's the big deal everyone right. loves gay people now gay people <laughs> don't have any problems ever yeah. Everyone's totally cool with them. Right. All right. So now we're in the parking lot and Shay, Lola, and Frankie all arrive at school looking thick as thieves and close as ever. (laughs) They see Tiny in the parking lot approaching them. Shay's excited to see him because she hasn't seen him all summer. I'm assuming that's because he went to that California science camp. Right. Shay. Yeah. They don't ever say it, but I'm assuming. And I love it when they make it out to be like, if you do a summer program in a school. Yeah. You literally leave the day after school ends. And yeah. And you come back the day before school starts. Like there's just no, absolutely no time to see somebody. It just, it just doesn't work out. You are gone at bookends. Even like. People who go to summer camp, they're only there for like, I don't know, a month or so. Yeah, generally, I think you can sign up by months. Mm -hmm. But so even if you were going for two months, you're talking, I mean, I don't know how it works in Canada, but you're talking July and August. Mm -hmm. So you've got like half of June. And then generally, if they don't start until Memorial Day, you've got, you know, a week or so. But anyways, yeah, I'm always just like, oh, okay, you haven't seen him. Then he hasn't been making time for you, girl. And he is not good (laughs) enough for you. Find somebody who makes time for you, Shay. (laughs) 
Oh, we have to mention that um, Lola is sporting some bright blue hair. Oh, yes, we should say that. Yeah, so she, that's right, because nobody's watched the episode. So she's clearly um, new school year, new her, blue hair. (laughs) New year, new look, new page. Exactly, exactly. She is living her best page look by changing it up and has blue hair. (laughs) Lola also mentions that it might be weird since Shay hasn't seen Tiny all summer. And she is clearly uncomfortable with the situation. Zig yells to Tiny to kiss Shay. Like, <laughs> really smooth Zig. Like, super awkward and uh, everything. <laughs> she's waiting for it or something like I that. I know, right? Like, do it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, just as a side note, um, seeing this pressure to kiss somebody, um, I was reading... I was reading Snow White, a Snow White book to a little girl I was babysitting. Mm -hmm. And um, man, it's just like the fact that she eats a poison apple and like low-key dies. Mm -hmm. And then this prince that she's never met just shows (laughs) up and kisses her. Like that's so like reading it as an adult. I'm like, this is so fucking weird. (laughs) And how does that equate to true love? I don't know. Like what the f- and and they think she's dead, <laughs> and you're just gonna stroll up on your horse and be like, "Well, that's a pretty dead girl. Let me go give her a kiss." Like what? A no consent. B right. she might be dead right. or in a coma. Like he's into it. He yeah. And I'm then like, once she woke up, he's like, "Shit. Well, I guess I'm stuck now." <laughs> right? Hits her over the head with a frying pan. Is like, "Go back to sleep. I prefer you this way." I I, I don't know. Yeah, it's really fucking weird. Yeah. I was like, yeah, like it just made me as I'm reading it. I'm like, oh my god. I know you're like only three, but I want to low key be like, and you know that nobody should be kissing you if you're asleep, right? right. <laughs> just so you know, that's not okay. Like, oh, anyways. Shay is looking cute as fuck, in my opinion. I she has like new super long braids. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just I'm like those are adorable. I love them. Yeah. Um, and she's clearly happy to kiss Tiny back. Frankie makes a tone deaf comment about them being the cutest couple. <laughs> as we see more cuteness of Yael and Hunter approaching, holding Ooh. hands. Ah, yes, <laughs> it was indeed a summer of love. <laughs> but Hunter is allowed back at school. No, we don't get any wrap up on that. There was no. I mean, he just like casually mentions like I'm back, you know. Right, right. Like, I mean, it had been like a whole summer. It's been a while. I don't know. It's just odd. I think I guess I don't know how it would be in Canada. I just feel like in America it would have been a zero tolerance policy. Right. And he would not have been allowed back. Yeah. For like the swatting. Yeah. Not even the cyberbullying. I think just the swatting. Like, mm. I, I feel like in America, they would be like, whatever. It's just the internet. Who cares? Yeah. But um, he did say he was on pro, Or Yael said he was on mm-hmm. probation. So. Mm-hmm. Right. So we do know that. But I don't know. He is allowed back at school. He's back. Whatever. <laughs> He's back. Miles can't figure out why he can't post it to the Degrassi page. And then for some reason, Yael makes it seem like she can't fix it for him without violating Hunter's terms of parole. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, he went up and was like, it seemed like he was like, can you guys help? And Yael was like, I can't help because that violates his parole. I'm like, huh? (laughs) Like, is it it like implying he can't hack into it or he can't like use the internet at all? Yeah, I don't know. I would assume he can't use the internet at all. Yeah. If I... If I, because like, like understanding how like, like parole works, I mm-hmm. feel like, I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure. If he can't use the internet at all, his schoolwork is going to suffer quite a bit. <laughs> it's right. going to be back to encyclopedias for his research. Yeah, or may, yeah, maybe it is just like hacking. Thing. I mean, I don't know that it's like, what was he asking him to hack into the Degrassi page or was he just acting asking him to like, can you look at this and fix it? You know yeah, I mean? that like, was my question. Yeah, uh, I would well. assume just fix it. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about uh, remember when Toby wanted or when Toby wanted to go to the DJ Crazy Bullets yeah. and they were like, <laughs> is DJ Mad Guns or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Um, and he tried to fix jimmy's grade but gave him an 888 as a grade yeah wild times the moment where um hunter kind of like 
shows some of his like old biases where he's like nervous that the refugees are coming. I know. And Yael's like, whatever, they're just Syrians. <laughs> right. I know. I thought I, that was hilarious. Me, they're just Syrians. <laughs> I I was like, I almost wrote it down because I was like, oh, you know, you know that he wants to say something racist. Right. But perhaps Yael's been working on him all summer. Mm. And she was like, brah, you cannot yeah. be like, oh, fucking terrorists are here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, what? What work has he done over the summer that he he did not just say something super fucking offensive mm-hmm. and xenophobic? Right. Because um, you know he was thinking it. <laughs> um. So yes, then Principal Snake seems super fucking stoked to see Hunter and uh, Yael. Like he just is, Hunter and Yael, how was summer? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it just seemed odd to me where it's like you expelled him. Right. But now you're like, guys, yeah, back. All right. Hunter, <laughs> what's up? Hunterino, woohoo. Um, so Miles, of course, asks Principal Snake why he can't post to the Degrassi page. Principal Snake reveals that some people were complaining about Miles's post and that they were upsetting and triggering to others. And he's been blocked. Um, also, I can't believe they waited all fucking summer to block him. Like, right. y'all, if it was upsetting over the summer, why didn't you do that during the summer? Yeah. Like, uh, Yeah. Or as if, like, nobody was in the office to, like, take control of it. And they're like, shit. <laughs> but now it's day one back in school. Block right. that kid. <laughs> Especially because, like, that last post was so uplifting. Like, what's he been right. posting all along? Well, he wasn't, like, I think he wasn't allowed to post the up- uplifting one. Or no, no. No, he read it. Mind. He was like, that was yeah. my, yeah. So it was he- him. He was trying to post, like, oh, he moved. And right. He yeah. 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 Today he was probably, like, you know, first day of classes without Tristan. I'll go see him after school. You know what I mean? So I will say that Principal Snake encourages Miles to share his good news with people in person instead of on the internet, which is like not an awful. Yeah. Like it's, you know, go. you've been, you've probably been cooped up in the hospital with Tristan right. all day or all summer. Go tell your friends in person. <laughs> go socialize. I really liked the um, segue to the next scene. How we live. Oh, I missed that. That's funny. <laughs> How we live. <laughs> Woo. All right. So now uh, we are with Zoe and Grace, who are welcoming the new Syrian students. We meet a new Syrian student who seems awfully broody, uh, but he does not reveal his name yet, but he loves scarves. We know that about him. Grace stresses that, sure, they have a welcoming school, but a president who is stuffing herself in the closet. (laughs) Zoe says that she can be out at school, but not at home because her mom wouldn't understand, being that she's super Catholic. Grace isn't buying it. She's not really being the most supportive friend in this episode. Um, She's really giving me Tristan vibes. Oh, yeah. This whole thing, (laughs) her being like. Just like, let her. I mean, I guess it's been all summer since she came out to Grace. Right. Well, no, actually, she's been out to Grace for a long time, but right. But it it has been a while. But at the same time, like she's gonna do this at her own pace. Right. Exactly. Like I just, I don't know. Is this how it is in high school these days? Like peer pressure. People, yeah. Like is because I mean, like I feel like back in my day, <laughs> if your friend confided to you that that they were gay, you kept that shit to the vest because right. You knew not everybody was cool with it, so. Mm-hmm. But apparently, gay people don't have any problems. Yay! <laughs> Goldie approaches, stating that they have a problem with gay people. <laughs> I love that. Nobody has a problem with gay people anymore. We have a problem with gay people. <laughs> um, and then a bunch of same-sex couples approach and start kissing. VJ, the crusader for human power over manpower, remember that, <laughs> is making out with a random extra and states that they have they're having a kiss in until they are given their original, uh, I wrote queen straight alliance, I meant queer, until they are given their original queer straight alliance club meeting room back. They're dissatisfied with the converted janitor's closet they've received and consider it a bit telling that they've been shoved into a closet. <laughs> And say that they could they could all share the room. Mm-hmm. Goldie starts saying some really cringy stuff, stating that they couldn't share the room with the Syrians because they're from Syria and they're most likely more intolerant. Right. And express that there was no way any of them could be gay. <laughs> 
VJ asks if student council is a bunch of intolerant homophobes, and Zoe responds that she cannot be homophobic because she's gay. Ooh. And she just, like, shrugs after. <laughs> right. Ev- everyone is fucking shook. Um, although, I think, you know, based on what we've seen from uh, Tristan, I think it is possible to be homophobic. Oh, even yeah. if you're gay. So... It's... I mean, there's internalized misogyny. Yeah. There's internalized oh, yeah. racism. You can absolutely oh, yeah. perpetuate oppressive things yeah. even if you're part of that group. But, but not according to her. <laughs> she can't be homophobic because she's gay. <laughs> um, and, oh, my God. And especially when, like, literally the next sentence out of her mouth is that the LGBT community has already won all their battles. Yes. Okay. Okay, girl. You're right. It's fine. Everything's fine. There's no, you know, there's no homosexual internment camps no. in countries or anything. That's fine. Right. People, Everyone can get married to whoever. People in don't every still country. target gay people and attack them. You know, no. they can get married. So, like, what's the problem? What's the problem? <laughs> Go get in the closet, bitch. Get in the Jenner's closet. Enjoy. You should be happy we even gave you a room. <laughs> oh, goodness, Zoe. So the next scene, we are with Boz. Baz? No, Baz, it is Baz. Baz I always yep. want to say Boz. I always want to say like Me the too. New England aunt, Boz. <laughs> we, Baz is sitting with VJ asking about the protest kissing and how he can get involved. Like, did he miss that it it's was... Like gay um, kissing. <laughs> yeah. Like, how can I get involved in kissing some dudes right it was like baz i don't think that's what you were going for but okay whatever um desperate much i mean considering like the the dude that vj was kissing it was like who is that right you don't don't know that guy anyways vj brings up shay and tiny being the cutest couple in school right with lola in earshot Baz says that Shay is cute, but not tiny. Again, giving us the impression that, like, Baz would not want to be, like, doing a kiss-in with another dude. Right. But anyways. Um, and he questions his accumulative score. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which is, like, a raging incel thing to <gasps> say. <laughs> is it? I oh, yeah. I mean, that's, like, I feel like that's that kind of alpha, beta, mm. uh what's a pickup artist kind of bullshit like a cumulative score that's just he doesn't yeah, want to fuck that, tiny okay <laughs> i know it just sounded so lame is it a cumulative score anyways <laughs> um lola of course hearing them insists that she and tiny were a way cuter couple than tiny and shay and then proceeds to show them a bunch of pictures that she still has on her phone of the two of them fucking weird okay VJ implies that it sounds like Lola hasn't gotten over the breakup, which causes Lola to post a very cutesy couples photo of her and Tiny, thinly veiled as a throwback Thursday post about her pink hair. Uh, One thing I noted, it was that the teacher walks in and asks if it's illegal to look this cute. Dude, I wrote that down too, because I was like also fucking weird. Um, But also... And and then he continues to be like, they'll find out if it is or not in grade 11 law. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure it's not illegal to to be that cute. But also yeah. putting that you're attractive to your students is, is fucking weird. Um, <laughs> but I, what I love is that while she's like doing this post, he's talking about laws in regards to posting on social media, mm-hmm. which is weird because like that would never be the first like lesson yeah in a law class because like those are laws that like just got made right yeah they're not even like they're barely there formed yeah but also like this is just his attempt to like be cool and reach the kids i said yeah get them interested in law yeah that's probably correct um but what's hilarious is literally while she's like hitting post he's saying you should always act appropriately when posting online because you are liable Mm-hmm. <laughs> foreshadow cut to grace and jonah entering their class making small talk about how they thought maya was supposed to be in class with them which is a foreshadow for maya's upcoming plot because where right. is maya where <laughs> is she 
<laughs> uh, Miles enters very cavalier and demands to know which delicate flower reported his post <laughs> about Tristan on the Degrassi page. No one fesses up, but Esme admits that she's happy that they are gone. Ugh. And Grace admits they were getting a bit too personal. But she does it a little more delicately. She, like, yeah. tries to, like, smooth it over, but, like, Esme is like, I'm glad it's gone. Fuck you. <laughs> I, for one, am glad I don't have to see them anymore. Oh, like, my God. Okay. Like, why didn't you just take credit for it, Esme? Like, I, I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> you're going to double down like that. Just say it was fucking you, even if it wasn't. Right. Oh, yes. I even wrote that. Esme doubles down on her statement and says that it was hard watching Miles be delusional about oh Tristan's recovery. Yeah, it's awful. Miles tells everyone that Tristan's getting better and that he squeezed his hand. Winston tries to start a slow clap in support of him, but it doesn't catch on. <laughs> Esme continues that Tristan's twitching is an involuntary response and it meant nothing. And that the doctors only told him it was a good sign so he doesn't off himself. Psycho bitch. Oh my god, I know. And then the fact that Mr. Hot Sauce enters and he's like, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. And it's like. Right, like this is your job. You, that's your job. That's a warning sign. Like, oh my fucking god. That's straight up bullying. Like, Right. And, like, clearly, based on all these posts that everyone's seen, Mm -hmm. clearly, Miles is not doing well. Right. Why are there not, why isn't the teacher checking in with him? Why isn't there, like, why aren't, Mm -hmm. isn't the counselor checking in with him? I'm uh, I'm just like, I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear that. Right. What? Uh, What? Okay. (laughs) Mr. Hot Sauce starts class by explaining the first assignment will be a short story about what they did over their vacation. Very original. <laughs> that's just kind of asking for Miles to talk about it. I know. <laughs> like, that's all he did. But what's crazy <laughs> is that, like, I he literally said, like, I swear to God, he said a short story mm-hmm. or something like that. He's like, we're going to write, you're going to write yeah. about, you're going to write, write about what you did over the summer. <laughs> Not present. I didn't hear anything yeah. about presenting. It was just like, write what you yeah. did for the summer. But anyways. Then Zoe and Goldie are picking up hot dogs for the welcome barbecue. Um, Zoe is definitely parked illegally in front of a fire hydrant. Just noting that <laughs> in the first place. Goldie says that Zoe made a great play handling the QSA by saying she was gay. And Zoe admits <laughs> that she actually is gay. That's a terrible thing to think she Oh did. my god. And that, yes. Because then Goldie is the confused. Because you don't look gay. Oh right. my god, Goldie. Oh my god. Goldie's cool with it, though. She has That's what friends. I'm saying. Yeah. She then very <laughs> uncomfortably stumbles into it. And, like, again, getting super weird by being, like, and, I mean, you know what else is weird is that Trist- I was Tristan's VP last year, and, like, now I'm VP again. Like, that's just so weird, and I'm fine with it. Like, <laughs> oh, God, she's so awkward throughout this whole entire episode. Oh, my God. Yeah. Clearly, clearly she's not over uh, not being president, and clearly yep. she's not completely cool with gay people. So, you know, all of the above. <laughs> they get in Zoe's car and her phone is blowing up. VJ apparently had time to post a YouTube video on his channel while at school and says that Zoe, their gay president, is taking away their gay rights. Like it's 1999. Um, <laughs> what, did, did something happen to gay rights in 1999? Or is I don't remember. Yeah, specifically. I'm like, or did V? Is he just viewing 1999 as being like a million years ago? Like, right. what? I I don't know. <laughs> Or he's just making a Prince reference, I I guess. But anyways. (laughs) Tonight we're going to oppress gay people like it's 1999. I love that song. (laughs) Tonight we're going to oppress like it's 1999. (laughs) Goldie doesn't think it's a big deal because VJ doesn't have that many followers. But he tagged Zoe and now her mom will definitely see it. Zoe freaks out and accidentally hits the gas pedal and crashes into the fire hydrant. I like that she turned on the wipers. I wrote that too. It made me laugh so hard. I was like, oh, you're fixing it. Good job. All right. Cut to Miles visiting Tristan in the hospital again while Tristan's mom is there. Miles wants to know if the doctor has been by and Tristan's mom says that she doesn't think he's coming by that day. It's clear that his mom is feeling more hopeless about her son's survival prospects than Miles is. She tells him that it's the school year and he should get back to his friends. But he insists that Tristan needs him. This is just so sad because the mom is yeah. like being really realistic about it. Oh, yeah. She's like, uh, yeah. how do I deal with this 
kid. Like, yeah, she's it's a, hard enough for her. And right, then she's gonna like coddle Miles. Yeah, she's in like the acceptance stages and is probably mm-hmm. like, Ugh, and Miles's parents never do shit and are never around mm-hmm. and <laughs> are just generally <laughs> awful. And here he is. I have to take care of him. Right. Anyways, she decides that she will leave them alone. All right, we're back at the scene of the car accident, and the police are assessing the damage of Zoe's car as her mom arrives with her fiancé. Zoe assumes that she's going to be in massive trouble, but her mom is super chill about it. She's more concerned about the safety of her daughter. She understands why she's so stressed out, because she saw the video, and she'd be upset too if people were saying such awful things about her. But (laughs) she assures Zoe that no one is going to think she's actually gay, so it's no big deal. All the powerful women are called lesbians. Even Hillary. <laughs> I'm like, what other? I mean, I, I definitely remember Hillary Clinton being called a lesbian, like specifically for her pictures in the 70s or whatever. Yeah. They were like, lesbian. Um, but like, can you think of any other powerful women that are like called lesbians? <sighs> Not off the top of my head. Yeah, I was. I mean, I, it's definitely happens. Right. Oh yeah. Like, no, I was just curious. I was like, was there anybody? Else? Like, is does it always happen, or was it? Yeah. I'm like, definitely Hillary is the the one in the forefront that I can think of. But I'm like, who else has been? I mean, I feel like in general, if you're a woman who doesn't adhere to like traditional gender roles and like tries to be powerful and assert yourself in a male-dominated industry you tend to get written off as a lesbian Mm -hmm. like or at least assholes will do that like to try to attack you and it's like well there's nothing wrong with right who fucking cares yeah (laughs) but you know a lot of feminists specifically are like well you're just a lesbian like you just hate men it's like no yeah you mean (laughs) anti-feminist or two feminists. Uh, yeah, anti-two oh, okay. feminists. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm I've been called a lesbian a million times, so <laughs> I don't look like a lesbian. No, I do look like a lesbian. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I mean, technically, I think you know a lot of us are getting to the point where, um, do we need men? They're kind of obsolete <laughs> at this point. We we pay our yeah. own bills and we can take care of ourselves, so we don't need to hunt. So. It's fine. We don't need y'all. So we're back in that law class that Lola was in before. And apparently Frankie and Shay are also in that class. But we didn't see them in that mm-hmm. first scene with Baz and VJ. So. Must have just been before the bell rang. I'm, I'm, as I'm burping, I'm assuming that that's the case. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just like, what the fuck is this continuity, Degrassi? Come on. <laughs> Anyways, Shay enters furious, demanding Lola remove the picture that she posted of her and Tiny. Um, which, for the record, she posted the day before because they're all wearing different clothes. Okay. So apparently she decided to confront her in person as opposed to, like, over the phone or online mm. or something. Because it's definitely the next day. Right. Okay. From when she posted that picture initially. They are all wearing different clothes. So. Yeah. Because Shay's wearing, I mean, uh, Lola's wearing these really ugly pants that really bother me. <laughs> I just don't like them. Um, so class begins and Lola starts chirping indirect messages that are clearly about Shay. Baiting people to like slash retweet that status if you agree with her. Well, the teacher explains how when judges get a social media case, the app usually has to be explained to them because <laughs> all of our countries are clearly run by old white men who don't understand today's technology. <laughs> but I digress. Shay starts chirping indirect messages about Shay, and everyone in class starts to notice and is basically just staring at their phones. Um, I love Yael's shit-eating grin. Like, she is <laughs> loving this drama. Like, that's you, Jesse. That is yeah. you. Like, you just looking around, oh, my God, what are they doing right now? They're in class. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? She had such a good yeah. face. Like, what is happening? Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, the teacher finally notices and VJ spills the beans about what's happening. I love that, like, he was like, what's going on? Someone tell me, VJ, you drama queen. (laughs) Tell me what's happening. Um, so VJ spills the beans about what's happening. Once Lola explains very vaguely about what her problem is, in true Degrassi fashion, they decide to hold a trial in class about the issue because, you know, most teachers would have just like taken their phones away and been like, right. pay attention. No, not Degrassi. It was like, we're going to tr- <laughs> we're going to try this case. Like, what? 
I mean, this teacher is really desperate to reach these kids. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. not only does he want to be Mr. Hot Sauce, which he is not, <laughs> but he's going to be the cool teacher. I just I wrote down specifically what Shay wrote, and I hated it. It was like it was worded really weirdly. It was. That feeling when your friend used a like retweet question to prove a point, knowing people are more likely to hit like. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, she basically was like, um, <laughs> my friend is being a uh, attention whore. <laughs> I don't, yeah. No, it was, yeah. Although, what was the, what was the, what was the, the second tweet that uh, Lola something made? About, something about basically Shay being jealous because... Lola's pics are cuter than hers or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was that second one that had <laughs> Yael being like, oh my god, what is <laughs> happening? I love it. Like, at least that's what I'm assuming was hap- the, the inner monologue of Yael. That was yes. clearly it. That's that's definitely how her inner, her inner monologue sounds. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. Yep. That's, I, I know. I know. So now we're in some sort of, you know, random office uh, that Degrassi has. They have all these fucking sitting and chilling rooms and no <laughs> one classroom. Um, and Zoe and Grace are making decorations for the welcome barbecue because as usual, nobody needs to go to class. Zoe is convinced that her mom hates her, even though she technically doesn't even know she's gay yet. Grace, again, being insensitive in this episode for some reason, makes a joke about <laughs> Zoe cutting her way out of the family. What? Girl. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, she she definitely didn't put two and two together, but I definitely Yeah, did. I was like, well, excuse <laughs> the fuck you, Grace? What are you talking about? Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Anyways. Zoe says that she can't cut her mom out of her life because she's the only family that she has. And she continues to stroke the child safety scissors. Because <laughs> those were clearly like, those were not regular scissors. Those were like the kids ones that are very right. pretty blunt. And it was just like, oh, she's <laughs> she might do it. She might take those safety scissors. Now, now, now Grace is concerned yeah. And wants to make sure that Zoe isn't going to hurt herself after she made that awful <laughs> joke about cutting herself. But whatever, fine. Fine. I don't know that she meant it that way. But Yeah, I But it was like oh right. Oh. Like if it was just if it was just bad writing and like yeah. it isn't like maybe that's why maybe that's why the character saw the line and was like, Well, I'm gonna make this about scissors because yeah. that's a really and you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna make the choice to do this instead because what right. the fuck? Why would you why would you write that, writers? I don't know. Let's hope. Yeah. Goldie enters upset because the QSA won't give up their protest. Zoe decides that she will not put them back in the closet. They will just have to share the room with a Syrian prayer group <laughs> and deal with the conflict if one arises. Grace is impressed with how badass Zoe was about it. And Goldie is clearly defeated. All right, back to law class. Woo. <laughs> Lola is on the stand. Baz is her defense lawyer while they're up against Yael as the lawyer to Shay and the people. Frankie is the very confused judge because let's face it, this is literally day two of class. So <laughs> I'm I'm team Frankie in this one because she's like, I don't, what am I supposed to do? Overruled? Objection? Why would you make Frankie of all people the judge? I, yeah, I'm like, the, you're, <laughs> like they're both their friends because she's in the middle. Right. Yeah, I know. It's really just going to cause more drama based on mm. whatever decision she as the judge makes, truthfully. Right. But anyways... Yeah, uh, she is not impartial. They really should have picked a rando person that's not friends with her, but it's fine. Yael begins her prosecution questioning as things begin to get heated. Coming to a head when Shay yells that Lola still has feelings for Tiny. And Lola yells, because you stole him from me. Um, Really super awkward for the second day of class. So then Lola exclaims, go to hell, which shocks the teacher after he literally set up this very emotional court case right. between high schoolers <laughs> dealing with a personal issue and sends Lola to the principal's office. Um, a bit extreme for the use of the word hell, right. in my opinion. Um, then Baz requests a recess while everyone is like confused about how Baz knows so much about how court works on the second day of school. <laughs> uh i just i know i just 
Frankie in this scene is so good because she's just like, sustained? Uh, like, no help from the teacher. I have right. no, no clue what I'm doing. Overruled? Objection? What? What's going on? But Baz's entire case is like, well, she owns the copyright, so whatever. Right, <laughs> right. Yes, of course. From a legal, actual, legitimate legal standpoint, she can post whatever the fuck she wants on her social media. Right. Uh, but yes, it's not about that, Baz. It's not about that. <laughs> yeah, Elle says it's about emotional damage. Yep. Yep. Because it is. So Lola, on her way to the principal's office, discovers a very emotionally distraught Miles ripping the welcome Syrian students posters off the walls. On her way to the... Oh, sorry. I already said that. (laughs) That's where she's going. The principal's office. (laughs) And she's very concerned that this character that she's literally never interacted with is tearing down decorations. She pulls him around the corner to keep him from getting in trouble. Miles and Lola start to chat about how they're feeling sad and that they can't express it to anybody because it makes others uncomfortable. I mean, really, it's like they've both just kind of handled their situations poorly. Like, I think it's okay for them to be sad, but, like, they're just not handling it well. (laughs) Um, And they feel like they're being persecuted for their pain. (laughs) Miles says that it's crap. And Lola thinks that that would have been a more appropriate word to say in class. But I don't like, know. Hell is not that bad. So. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> hell and crap are, like, literally the same plane of swearing. So right. I don't I don't know. And also, like, I like to imagine that if she had said crap, she would have been like, go to crap <laughs> instead of go to hell. So I, I, I don't know. I will say um, when I was a kid and we first moved in with my stepdad and, I, and we all said crap. He got very mad about it. Oh. <laughs> he thought it was a swear, or he considered it a swear. Like a very serious. I mean, he didn't want to sing it, and we're like, too bad. And we just kept saying crap. <laughs> what was there? <laughs> Meanwhile, like, I wouldn't have said hell in front of them. Right. But I would say crap. Yeah, I think crap seems, <laughs> crap does seem, I guess, a tiny bit better than hell. But anyways, it wouldn't have yeah. made sense. Uh, crap you. Shay, I don't know how she would have used crap in that in yeah. that context, but whatever. What is? Oh man, there's some like vine of a kid. Oh, what does he say? Something about like holy butt on a stick or something. I don't know. It's something like <laughs> mother trucker, dude. That hurt like a butt cheek on a stick. Watch your profanity. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, when you think about like the insults that we use as children. It's they're better. Like it's it's actually it's actually a lot more fun to come up with a weird inventive one than just using swears. I'm really unoriginal and just use swears a lot. Right. Because I like swears, but the first one that jumps to mind is butt munch. I was just thinking <laughs> butt munch. Yeah, no, so good. Um Oh my god. I remember I think my brother and his best friend used to I mean, this is not child appropriate at all, but they used to use the word cock smoke. And what what the reason why I think of that is because I remember when I was writing some short story for a class in community college, I put the word cock smoke in it. And what was so funny is that I don't know that the line that I used really struck the teacher. And when we were talking about my story, the teacher read the line and she was like, I don't remember what the line was exactly, but the teacher being like, what do you think of that cock smoke? And I was like, I just got a teacher to say cock smoke. Oh my God. <laughs> College is wild. <laughs> now we're back to Mr. Hot Sauce's class, which is just, you know, talking about the stories that you did over the summer. Um, Zig is a dancer now, and he's <laughs> telling his story about how all these kids clapped for him and it made him cry with happiness. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Zig. No one has ever clapped for me before. I know, because what, didn't, didn't, um, uh, Esme say that, like, the dancing he'd be doing would be, like, for children's birthday parties or something like that? Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm imagining they're basically, like, a form of a, like, a clown or something. Yeah. And (laughs) it was, I mean, he's been doing parties all summer, and this is the first time that kids have clapped for their performance, and he got teared up about it. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, Zig. He's not used to being talented. <laughs> so, yeah, and apparently um, it was not a writing story, as I would have imagined the yeah, assignment it's a presentation. Would be. It was a presentation, which is like, why didn't you just do that on the first day of class? Like, go around and tell me what you did this summer. Yeah. But whatever, it's Degrassi. <laughs> Miles is next, and he asks for permission to use a visual aid. But apparently, he's already had his phone linked to the projector, so fuck your permission, <laughs> Mr. Hot Sauce. I'm not even waiting for you to say yes. Miles brings up a bloodied picture of Tristan oh without God. any warning. The class is clearly upset, and as Miles talks about how, you know, he had to watch his boyfriend had a hole drilled in his head, and Ugh. he wished, have you ever had, have you ever wished that you could take away somebody's pain and give it to yourself? Um, Esme calls him a sadist. After she joked about him killing himself honestly, the day before. They're, they're both, they're, I mean, those two are just cut from the same cloth, honestly. Yeah. Like, wealthy, mm-hmm. um, you know, unstable mm-hmm. families. Uh, Miles then tells Esme that just because everybody leaves her doesn't mean Tristan is leaving him. Which is, like, an extra super dick move considering that they dated. Yeah. So, I'm assuming that he already knows that Esme is, like, not mentally well herself and, like, mm-hmm. shit that she's had in her past, so. Yeah. Oh, God, Miles, why? High schoolers. <laughs> she pushes Miles as Zig tries to bring her out of class and says, let's go. <laughs> Mr. Mitchell then says, let's all go. <laughs> because the bell is ringing, but, like, right. <laughs> it just was so fucking weird let's go let's all go like except you miles except for you miles (laughs) (laughs) it was just such a weird way to handle that situation like what let's all go (laughs) i don't know it may i had to rewind it several times it just made me crack up um So it's the end of the school day now, and we are at the welcome barbecue, and Jonah asks Grace if she's seen Maya, which she has not. Where's Maya? (laughs) Where are you? Uh, Zoe begins her speech, stating that all students have the same desire to be loved for who they are, and they should celebrate (laughs) their differences. Everyone's standing around with just hot dogs on a plate, because apparently that's literally all they picked up for the welcome barbecue. They look dead inside. Honestly, <laughs> like, in the middle, like the, after that first part of her speech, they're all like, "Bitch, you only brought us hot. There's only hot dogs, <laughs> and this is your speech. You're the worst president ever. <laughs> you raised sixty thousand dollars for these Syrian refugees, and yeah. all we got was fucking hot dogs. What the hell?" <laughs> Zoe admits to the crowd that she's gay, and that she's finally not afraid to say it anymore. She goes on to say that she wants Degrassi to be a safe space for everyone to be themselves. One girl in the crowd says, "Yeah." Zoe (laughs) Zoe's got him on her side yeah (laughs) yeah she ends with a simple welcome to Degrassi and the entire student body is floored by her amazing yet short speech (laughs) high fives all around (laughs) leadership looks good on Zoe she says she's not worried about her mom finding out that she's gay because the only way that she would actually know is if she caught her making out with a girl and she doesn't have a girl to make out with. Yes. Hugh Goldie <laughs> introducing Zoe to Rasha, who is staying with Goldie's family. Rasha tells Zoe that putting the QSA in the Syrian prayer room would never have happened in Syria. And she thinks it's really cool. <laughs> Goldie has a look of what the fuck on her face. But Grace ships them hard oh yeah because i somehow just being like that was cool uh lets everyone know that like rasha might be gay yeah um so yes grace is like yes queen best year ever (laughs) your best friend's in a coma you took his presidency but you're killing it girl yes get it oh my god yeah i don't know if you have any other thoughts on that scene but i mean that was a terrible speech. <laughs> it was. It was so bad. But oh it's my such God. a typical Degrassi speech. Oh, it's like, yeah. You're not really saying anything great, but everybody loves it. <laughs> so. Free to be you and me. Woohoo. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just, I loved the look of like boredom on the kids' faces yeah. as they were literally just holding a plate with a hot dog. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> these poor kids. Lola and Miles are in detention. Lola expresses that she will happily listen to him talk about Tristan if she can talk about Tiny. Um, 
not really sure how Miles' boyfriend being in a coma is in the same <laughs> category as Lola's breakup, but you know, whatever. They're pals now. But this is an NPR, so no talking from Coach Armstrong. <laughs> Lola sends Miles a friend request on Oomph Chat as he's looking at pictures of him and Tristan. And she says that she's glad that she found somebody who understands her grief. <laughs> oh my fucking God. Lola. But Miles is like, yeah. Yeah, he's into it. Like his boyfriend's on the verge of dying, but he's like, Ew. yeah, you get me. You get it. I mean, he's really just looking for someone who's not going to tell him he's an asshole for talking about yeah. it. So. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Good enough. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> they're friends. Episode over. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I started, like, I thought of, like, themes, but I'm kind of realizing that the episodes started out having, like, one larger theme, but they really don't anymore. <laughs> I know, but isn't it fun with our fucking stupid ass themes that aren't that <laughs> we just come up with? I always with. like coming up um, with I more. mean, we could keep doing it. Uh, I didn't come up with a theme, but I like summarized what happened. Mm -hmm. What I said was Lola and Miles both struggle with their loss of their significant others. Nobody wants to hear about it anymore and are upset when they bring it up. They find comfort and support in each other. Zoe tries to figure out how to be out at school without her mom finding out. In the end, she decides her mom won't even believe it anyway, so whatever, and the school gets behind her. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> what did you have for these? Exploring grief and making others uncomfortable with your true feelings. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. I love it. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, it's kind of funny, again, because we always bring up Vanderpump Rules. It's like mm -hmm. they're over, they're overhearing about it just like, Katie and Stassi are overhearing about Carter mm -hmm. from Christian. True. Anyways. I'm, I'm overhearing about Katie and Stassi being over. I know. Christian Taylor. I know. I'm like, enough. I know. <laughs> it's not that deep girls move on. I know. <laughs> All right. So that's the episode. Woo. Did you have any social media to plug? Um, yeah. So, well, I had a conversation with some of my gal pals um, a couple days ago about where I'm going with my life and how, what am I doing. <laughs> and uh, so I'm thinking that maybe what I should do is uh, start trying to be my comedic self. Because mm -hmm. you all think I'm so funny. Um, <laughs> on my, on Instagram as at Carly Joe Gear. Mm -hmm. um, which is an actual Instagram. I have never posted on it, but uh, <laughs> it may be high time that I take it over and decide right. that I am a person who would like to do things and maybe be famous <laughs> one day. Um, it's yeah. just hard to admit. It's just scary. Um, so feel free <laughs> to follow me on, you know, Carly Joe Gear, uh, Instagram, C-A-R-L-Y-J-O-G-E-E-R. Um, I think that's the same thing for Twitter, too, uh, which I'm like, dump. I think my name is Dumpy Girl on there. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Maybe I'll, like, be a real comedian. We'll see. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. My Twitter is mostly me yelling at people over politics and talking about Vanderpump rules. But if you're into it, I mean. <laughs> you can follow me there at Jesse, which is J-E-S-S-A-Y. My Instagram is Monday Night Roar. R-A-W-R. -R. I don't really post there that much, but lately I've been posting pictures of my kitten, so, you know. So check it out those. for a cute kitten. I mean, yeah, <laughs> if you like if you like cats, you can follow me at the real Nick Furry with underscores in between um, because that's my cat Instagram, which I occasionally <laughs> post on. I also just started a um, Animal Crossing Twitter. Oh, uh, it's just Jesse crosses. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, and that I'm on TikTok. I feel like I'm trying to one up you. I did make a TikTok that's at Carly Joe Gear as well. Um, I've posted like two. They're not that good. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really. I don't really understand TikTok. I'm still getting like I'm like God damn it. This is not. This is not second nature to me. I need to. Yeah. I need to understand how comedy works on TikTok. Oh my God. I'm just not there yet. Just as I was getting into Vine, I know. I'm, it ended. I was like getting the hang of it. I, I was making like funny posts that people were, yeah, you know, I can't remember what it was, even was, reposted, whatever you call it. And then it got sold to like a porn. <gasps> really? Something like that. I just assumed, yeah. okay, because it was musically that turned into TikTok. And that was my surprise is that 
I think I had made a musically because a girl I babysat was like, you need to get one so that I can play with it on your phone or something. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, and so then what I realized was that when I went to sign up for TikTok, it was like, you already have a TikTok. And I was like, bitch, what? And that was like, oh, it's because musically turned yeah. into TikTok. So eh. it's musically the one where people just mostly teenagers recorded themselves lip syncing yeah i don't even think music really exists anymore because that's all it was and now tiktok is like you can do that but you can also have a bunch yeah. of effects so oh my god i hated music yeah musically was stupid it was so cringy it, was, it wasn't great um <laughs> it was like these like 13 year old boys looking at the camera like they were hot oh, just man. like licking their lips as they sung along to like oh it was so gross i hated it and and 13 year old <laughs> girls be like you're licking your lips and blowing kisses my way but that don't mean i'm gonna give it away uh, that would be me when i was 13 but maybe not today's 13 year olds but but yeah and you can follow us our podcast at a social disease across most most platforms do it all right y'all and then join us next time when we talk about season three episode two hashtag i woke up like this oh yeah (laughs) i love it all right thanks for listening y'all yeah thank you Bye. bye and once again we're your hosts jesse mack and carly joe gear and this has been a social disease podcast thanks for listening 